Hi there. You're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show, where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, The Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. All right, I've got another Ask Me Anything episode queued up for you today with a variety of questions. So I'm going to jump right in. We've got quite a few to cover, I think four of them. All right, so number one, let's see, this person asked to stay anonymous. I just started a new specialization, estate planning and probate, and know very little about it. Where can I go to absorb a large amount of information quickly while working full-time to feel confident enough to understand what I do as a paralegal and be able to explain the services we offer to potential clients? The firm I work for only offers the attorney training you on the job. Wow, okay, first of all, kudos to you. I love how you worded that. You want to absorb a large amount of information quickly so that you can feel confident. I love that. Okay, the problem is this question's a little hard for me. I'm going to be honest. It's hard because there are really no post-certificate training programs on estate planning and probate. It's really a shame that there's not. I get asked by legal administrators all the time if we have an estate planning course. We have lots of litigation courses like the litigation boot camp, the personal injury boot camp, the trial prep boot camp. Uh, we've got the billable hour boot camp, but we don't have estate planning. Here's why. Because I have yet to find a senior paralegal who specializes in estate planning who also has the time and the desire you know, the desire to get paid, to create a course on the side after they're working 40 or 50 hours a week. Here's what I would suggest to you. Absorb everything that your attorneys are doing around you. The attorneys, I mean, at least they're offering the attorney training you, right? That's better than nothing. Uh, I will tell you a lot of paralegals who heard that question probably said, jeepers, at least the attorneys are trying to train you. They're not even telling me anything. So that's good. Here's what I would suggest though. Absorb everything that your attorneys are doing around you in addition to the training they're giving you. I hope you're already doing things like writing everything down, you know, going and doing some more research on it. But in addition to the actual training, when they're doing things around you, write it all down. When they use a word or a phrase or they mention a document that you've never heard of, go look it up and write it down. Start a notebook preferably electronically. I like things in print as well, but if you do it electronically, then you can go and search for that word when it comes up again. Do the same thing when you hear them reference a new rule or a regulation in that area of law that you don't know what it is. Another thing I would suggest is to go read the rules word for word. It's going to be lengthy, Um, You might want to try to find a book on estate planning and probate, even if it is an attorney book, most of them are, even if it is, you can probably gain a lot of information from that. So I'm, I'm really proud of you for wanting to absorb that information and be able to explain the services to potential clients. The other thing I might suggest is that 
you see if there's a LinkedIn board or a LinkedIn group for estate planning and probate paralegals. It's a great popular area to be in, so I'm happy for you. Stick with it. It's a good area. All right, number two. I'm stuck and I'm hoping you can help. I recently accepted a new paralegal position and much to my utter astonishment, the firm lacks technology. The majority of the lawyers are of age and have expressed hesitation when it comes to switching from dictation, handwritten edits to pleadings, and hard copy files. I believe that if I stay at my current employer, I will miss out on technical advances, particularly e-discovery. I asked the office manager about bringing in new technology, and she replied, good luck with that. Should I quit after just three weeks? And if so, how do I explain that to potential future employers? Wow, okay. Oh, and she did say I could use her name. All right, Beverly. Well, I'm sorry that it's already been a few weeks since you sent this question in. I wish I had seen this earlier. I would have put it in an earlier Ask Me Anything. So first of all, Beverly, I want to apologize. I'd estimate, I don't know how long ago this came in, but I guess it's probably been about two months at this point. And I'm going to go under the assumption that you're currently, you're still at that firm that you haven't left yet. Here's my concern with you staying at that firm, Beverly, and probably the reason why you wrote this question and you have the same concern. The longer you stay, the further behind you're going to become with your technology skills. Let's say that you stay there for two or three more years just so that it looks better on your resume. Now when you go to interview at another law firm who expects a paralegal with your years of experience to know the basics, at least, of e-discovery technology, you won't have that experience. You'll most likely be limiting your future job opportunities the longer you stay at that firm. I would recommend if you haven't listened to my episode on creating career security over job security, please listen to that. I'll put a link to it on the episode page. Essentially, by staying at that firm that's so far behind technology like that, you're putting your career security at risk. Now, here's the thing. I am a true believer that the grass is almost never, never greener on the other side of the fence. I also believe that hiring managers do hesitate a little bit when they see a resume with too much job hopping. Now, that being said, I've also seen a trend where it's not as important as it was even five or 10 years ago. Back when I was a paralegal manager, pretty much everyone was of the opinion that it was better to hire someone who had long terms of employment at fewer firms. For example, if I was looking at two resumes back then with the same 10 years of experience and one of them was from a paralegal who had five years at one firm and five years at another firm compared to another person's resume who had less than two years at two positions and then maybe a couple of years at a couple other positions, I would have a partial preference towards the paralegal who had those 10 years of experience at only two firms. However, the trend now is not to place as much importance on that because employers now understand that employees don't stay at one place for 20 or 30 years anymore. Not all employers, but many of them do understand that people will move around, especially in their first 10 years. One final thing I'd add here is to be really careful about your next move. 
Don't rush into it and jump into another firm only to find out, sure, they've got great technology, but they also have a reputation for burning people out and they're essentially a revolving door. People might be able to forgive one jump because of a bad decision, but two in a row is a little harder to get past. So make make a really wise decision and take the time to do your due diligence on that next law firm. Okay, Beverly, I hope that helps. And shoot me an email. Let me know how things are going. If you're still at that firm, if you've moved on and maybe already made that decision. Okay, number three. This person wants to remain anonymous. I am currently a secretary at a law firm. One of the paralegals is quitting his job and the company is giving me an opportunity to interview for this position. What advice would you give me? I have one year left of school and there are going to be a lot of people more experienced than me interviewing for the position. I'm 21 years old and I'm afraid they will think I'm too young. Wow, what a great question. I love it. Okay, first of all, congratulations. Seriously, just take a deep breath and just congratulate yourself that they've offered you the opportunity to interview for the position. That's one huge hurdle out of the way. That tells me that they already have a good idea of your work ethic. They probably think that you're going to be a good personality fit because you've been working there. And they probably recognize that you'll be trainable. If they didn't think all of those things, they wouldn't have offered you this opportunity to even interview for it. So while the more experienced paralegals might come in for that interview, you know, they may have an advantage of experience. You have some advantages too, and yours are big ones. See, they might interview some paralegals who have great resumes, great experience, but during the interview, they discover that it won't be a good fit for the culture of the firm. Or they want too much money because they're already at a high salary with all those years of experience. Maybe they'll luck out and find someone who's wanting to make the move for a different reason and getting a big jump in salary isn't as important. They're still taking a big gamble with an outside new hire. Every employer is taking a gamble anytime they hire someone new. One thing I want you to do is to go listen to the episode I did I interviewed Kim Barrett last year. She started at her firm as a part-time night receptionist and moved all the way up to a firm-wide director of paralegals. That's about the highest position you can go as a paralegal in a law firm without going to law school. She gave some great advice on how she made those moves, and she talked about the interview process, the internal interview process, and so much more. I'll put a link to that in the episode page. By the way, this episode is episode 93, and so the episode page is paralegal-bootcamp.com forward slash paralegalpodcast-episode93. So paralegal podcast is all one word, paralegalpodcast-episode93. Or just go to paralegal-bootcamp.com and at the top menu, select resources, and the most recent paralegal podcast episode will be there at the top. That's how you can always find the paralegal podcast episode pages. The question on whether or not they think you are too young, I think if that mattered to them, they wouldn't have offered you the opportunity to interview. It's not like they don't know that you're only 21 years old. 
I want you to get that negative mindset out of the way right now. If you go into that interview thinking, even subconsciously, if you go into it thinking you are young and you might be too young and you have that mindset, then you might not act as mature as you actually are. Mindset can do crazy things. It can help you if it's a good mindset or it can hurt you if it's a bad mindset. So let's get a good mindset and say to yourself, they wouldn't have offered me an opportunity to interview if they thought I was too young. That's the truth. They could have easily said, well, since you haven't completed your paralegal certificate program yet, we can't really consider you for this position, but maybe we can in the future once you've completed the program. That would give them at least another year to let you mature some more without saying you're too young but they didn't say that. Go into that interview and be yourself. Be the person that they see every day. That's going to help you land that position. I would love to hear from you after the interview. Please send me an email. Let me know what happens. If you're on the Paralegal Bootcamp's email list, you get those emails with our weekly content. So just hit the reply button to the next weekly email and give me an update, please. Question number four. This question comes from Ronnie. I've been doing in-house contracts for almost 10 years. Honestly, I am mad at myself for letting it continue, but I believed I would move to another job within the company and make a good salary. I'm an older worker, but not wanting to retire yet. How do I kickstart my job search and also overcome age bias as I've applied for a few things but get turned down? I used to get job offers all the time. Are there any articles I can read about age discrimination being a real thing? Thank you. Well, hi, Ronnie. I wish I knew your age because then I could be a little more specific in my answer. So I'm going to give a couple of ranges. Now, I want to warn you, this is something that no one's going to say out loud, but I will. That's part of this podcast. It wouldn't do me any good to help advance your careers if I just gave you BS, right? So if you are 60 or over, yes, there is age bias out there. No one's going to tell you that. Of course not, because that's discrimination. But it's real and it does happen. I've seen it. If you're over 60 and you're not getting called for interviews, it's probably because you have dates in your resume that someone can easily add up and estimate maybe how long you've been in the workforce. Is that fair? Absolutely not. But does it happen? Yes. Now let me play the devil's advocate here and assume, let's say you're 62. You're a 62-year-old paralegal applying for positions, and the potential employer is adding up the dates in your resume, and they assume you're somewhere around 60 to 64. Their mindset is, this person only has maybe two to five years before retirement, and then we're going to be back to the drawing board trying to fill this position again. They don't know from your resume that maybe you're a healthy, vibrant 62-year-old who plans to work until 72. Then address that in the cover letter. If you can't get around the dates in your resume, address it in the cover letter. Or... Don't let them make the assumption of your age by not including dates. Like on your college degree, 
don't, you don't have to have a date in there. You can just have what the college degree is in. You can just have where you got your paralegal certificate from. And maybe get rid of some of your early job history on your resume if you do have 40 years of work history. Well, you might be saying, what? And that's lying. No, it's not. It's a lie if you're filling out a job application and they ask you for every single employer you've ever had since you graduated from high school. Remember, your resume is your personal marketing brochure. You don't need to put every single job you've ever had on your resume. I used to teach the Emory University Paralegal Job Search and Career Skills class, and I tell them that your white space on your resume is like valuable real estate. And you want to use that valuable real estate, that white space, to sell yourself to that potential employer and show them how you would be a great fit for that job. It's not so that you can list every job you've ever had and have a four-page resume. So, you know, if you've got, if your first five or 10 years of work experience do not directly relate to, to something that that job is looking for, you know, if you started out in a different industry, like many people do, you don't need to put that. You can just get rid of it. So, Ronnie, I also want you to go back to an early episode. I want to say it was like episode 16 or 15. And anyways, it was early in 2022, early when I started the podcast. I think it was called Job Search Q&A. It was a bunch of job search questions that were sent in from listeners. One of the things that I tell people who are doing a job search is to first look at the place in your job search where you're not seeing results. For example, if you've sent your resume out to 20 posted positions and you haven't had a single callback for at least a telephone interview, then something in your resume is wrong. Maybe it has a couple of typos that you don't see. Maybe that's the reason you're not getting callbacks and it has nothing to do with your age. Or it just doesn't show a future employer how you can add value to them. Or maybe you're applying for positions that are outside the experience that you have listed on your resume. If you've sent your resume out to those 20 posted positions and you've received at least one, but preferably five or so callbacks, You've received callbacks and you've done a telephone interview or an in-person interview, but you've received no offers, then it's something that you're doing in your interview. So look at each stage and ask yourself, is it the callbacks? If I'm not getting any callbacks, then it's something in my resume or the cover letter. If I'm getting callbacks, but I'm not getting any offers, then... It's something I'm doing in the interview. But go back and listen to that episode. That'll be, a, that'll be good for you. All right, and I'd love to hear an update from you, Ronnie. Please send me an update. You know, it's a touchy subject. So I'm probably going to get all kinds of hate email from the answer to this one, that me telling you that age bias is a real thing in hiring in the legal industry. But it's not just the legal industry. It's every industry. But try to go back to that devil's advocate thing and say, all right, what's a future employer looking at? Are they looking at the potential that I'm going to retire in a few years? Then let's get that objection out of the way in the cover letter. Let them know. You know, lots of people nowadays work till they're in their 70s, sometimes later. I know lots of paralegals who have. 
But the assumption is that you're probably going to retire at 65 or 67. So just keep that in mind. All right. Well, I hope that these were helpful. We have another Ask Me Anything episode. I've got to get through some of these questions, especially seeing how these questions, a couple of them were timely and I wish I would have done them earlier. I'm going to do another Ask Me Anything episode next week. I saw a bunch of questions that were about uh, drafting time entries and Bill Blower type questions. So I'm going to get through those next week. So I'll see you back here, same place, same time. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.